Hi dear friend, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time, Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You're listening to Hugh Heenan, currently ministering out of Trinity Gardens, Seventh-day Adventist, as well as Faith Adventist Centre in Mawson Lakes, right here in Adelaide, South Australia. I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you as we explore the theme for this week of the Bible, the Church, and the Environment. And more particularly, today's related topic, could vegetarianism benefit the environment? Uh, It's a really relevant and uh, very timely topic in light of the COP26 meeting taking place with world leaders in Glasgow right now, where where talks and efforts are being made to reduce the impacts of climate change. Uh, And so this is a very useful and uh, important topic that we're looking at today, could vegetarianism benefit the environment? What's the biblical connection? Well, our co-host for today is Fabiano Niankuru, uh, who ministers out of Melrose Park Seventh-day Adventist and Sinai Church Plant in Devoren Park, right here in Adelaide, South Australia. Uh, now, Fabiano is no stranger to our listeners, having produced so many of our Thursday drive time programs with the two of us just changing roles for a few weeks, really, while I try my hand at producing. Uh, how are you doing today, Fabiano? I'm well, thank you. It's really good to uh, be together and working together here on uh, Faith FM this afternoon. And I know that uh, our listeners uh, are in for quite a treat today because it is a very uh, intriguing question, a fascinating one, uh, and uh, one that we'll, I think, uh, really enjoy uh, plumbing the depths of as much as we can. Uh, before we move in that direction, though, uh, just uh, we, we like to do something a little bit, uh, ty- I guess, really uh, topical for the day, uh, and that is to look at what's happening in the world religious trends and uh, uh, world prophetic developments, if yes. anything, as well. But, uh, you know, I can't help but think today, Fabiano, that uh, really uh, the the one uh, if it's not COP26 that everyone's talking about and a few other things alongside of it, the, the big news story of the day is really about uh, uh, Cleo Smith. That's right. You know, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. that little four-year-old girl, our hearts have just been out uh, just beating, uh, hoping that uh, she would be uh, found. And, and, and thankfully, uh, of course, she's been found alive and rescued 18 mm. days. Can you believe it? 18 days after being taken from her family whilst camping. And mm. uh, she was found in a house. It's, it's hard, hard to believe, really, that she was found in a house used uh, by a 36-year-old male there in their hometown, of all places, of Carnarvon, WA. Um, Fabiana, where were you when you heard the news about uh, Cleo Smith and that she was found? <laughs> I was actually at home, and um, my good elder, church elder, Gary Muldaunt, um sends me a text saying, Cleo has been found, <laughs> just just like that. <laughs> and I said, actually, uh, if if I could read the way he's he he put it, it was quite interesting. Uh, so Gary texted me saying, uh, uh, "Well, well, heals a miracle, and uh, answer to prayer. Little four year old Cleo Smith has been found alive and well lo- well locked up in a house. Praise God for His mercies." And I said, yeah, praise God, amen. Yeah, hallelujah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was filled with joy, you know, and I said, praise God. And I quickly found that on the uh, BBC uh, uh, News Network and shared that uh, onto uh, Facebook because it, it is truly uh, an answer to prayer and uh, an exciting news as well. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Something we can all rejoice in, not only as yes. a nation, but as yes. Christians, as well yes. as uh, uh, people of goodwill yeah, yeah. Uh, and who really desire the best. And, of course, you and I, as, yes. as dads, you know, we've, we've got little children, and, and this yeah, really yeah. touches us deeply when oh, we think definitely. about you know, what it would be like for the poor father in this case and the poor mother in this case, mm-hmm, uh, losing mm-hmm. uh, the little Cleo, not really losing, but having her taken yeah, away. Yeah. Uh, and I must admit, in my case, uh, I, I came across... Uh, uh, the news that uh, she'd been found uh, mm. on the radio, just like we're just okay. like we are here. And okay. uh, as I was driving the car, I just started to well up with tears, became very yeah. overwhelmed and emotional mm. uh, as yeah, I was listening yeah, to this. Yeah. Uh, especially as they mentioned how that the police officer scooped her up into his arms and uh, yes. you know, what's your name? <laughs> exactly, know, Cleo. Yes. And yes, we found her. And uh, yeah. I just praise the Lord for that. You know, my little girls mm. were with me. Yeah, at the oh, time wonderful. of the car as the yeah. news came on the radio yeah. and it uh, they were sick they were unwell so they couldn't go to school mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I, I actually had to take them with me in the car so they just you know <laughs> couldn't, yes. couldn't uh, um, have them mixed with other people but yes. uh, I took them around as far as I could and as as uh, that came across, they weren't listening to the radio. They were just watching oh, wow. Dad and yeah, playing okay. with each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, then I started to well up and became very teary. Mm. Dad, Dad's <laughs> almost crying. What's going on? You know. And then we had this really um, uh, important teaching moment about safety and and uh, wonderful all wonderful. these uh, very important issues that we as yeah, parents uh, yeah. have to think about yeah, uh, yeah. every day with our kids. Sad to say, these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what a wonderful story. You and, know? And, and let me just also, I guess say that it's so important to speak about safety with children mm. um, and um, even I guess some of the people here in Australia may not understand what I'm about to say but it really does apply to people coming from other uh, countries who are living here in Australia um, speak to your children speak to them about safety uh, let them know your names properly and, and, and so forth and, and give them a little bit of, of background to your family and family history and so forth. Because, um, I won't take much of your time, but in 2018, we were crossing from Rwanda to Burundi and, uh, we had gone over there for the Total Member Involvement Initiative, which is an evangelistic, uh, initiative by the General Conference of the Seventh day Adventist Church. As we were crossing from Rwanda to Burundi, um, uh, there on the border, uh, one of our relatives had given us a son, her son, to to go with, a very young boy. And uh, she said, hey, when you get there, just, you know, the father will be on the other side. Just, you know, just, 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 take, just take him with you and, and he'll just cross over. And <laughs> <laughs> we've never been in such a situation. It's like, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. But when we got there... We started being questioned by the authorities, mm. you know. Um, Rightly so. Yeah, yeah. whose who's, who's, who's father is this child? In fact, well, to begin with, the child actually had just ran across to the father, but the authorities said, no, 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 where's the child? Where's the child? Are you trying to kidnap the child? No, we said, no, no, no. So, so the child, they got back the child, and then they said, you know, is that your father? And he said, yes. What's your father's name? And he could not say his father's name. He just kept saying... Because uh, this is what we would say in our culture. He, he said, "You know, it's Papa so and so. You know the name because 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 the the dads and the moms will be called Mama so and so and Papa so and so." And I'm telling you, we were there for hours. Oh no! And so <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's good to talk about you know um, safety. It's good to talk about you know family history and 
just let get them informed <laughs> because if they're found in in, in in a situation where they have to say that critical information to be saved or rescued you'll be glad that you shared uh, uh, something with them so yeah yeah, yeah this is very yeah. true isn't it and of course as it's age appropriate as they they develop further. exactly yeah, yeah. things like your know, phone number yeah. or, or exactly. at the very yes. least yes. home address where yes. do you live you know because exactly. those are the questions aren't they what's your name yeah uh, where do you live yes uh, what's your mum and dad's name mm-hmm. you know that, those are the key yes. questions aren't yes. they yes. yeah yes. and it's really important that they know that it's amazing yeah. how often <laughs> that, yeah. that that yeah in in the moment they may yeah. not quite recall mm-hmm. it That's i mean let, right. let's be quite honest now yeah. uh, some of us listening on the radio today might uh, have trouble remembering who well what our spouse's phone number happens to be in this day That's and age right. we just That's push right. a button exactly you know it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, i've got a story i could tell about that too but i'll save that for another day but it's 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 interesting isn't it and and all of us have been vitally um, involved in yeah. praying for and yeah. wanting the best yeah. for little Cleo. And That's right. What a day of rejoicing. And what Amen. a great example and illustration for us yes. of how our Father in Heaven must yes. feel about us wanting to rescue not one child, yes. but billions. Billions, that's right. And billions on billions yes. of children yes. Yes. around yes. Yes. the world of whom each one of us are but one. Amen. Uh, but no, each one true. so precious. Yeah. And, and this yeah. story, I think, really illustrates that. Yes. Uh, a real-life uh, story that... Uh, uh, has meant so much to so many yes. uh, these last 18 days. That's right. Uh, and no longer counting, praise the Lord. <laughs> so, well, uh, we, with that, I'd like to uh, just, yeah. uh, at this point in time, uh, for those of you who are listening, mm. uh, we're going to pray in a few moments. And before we do, just want to uh, invite you, if you'd like to text us any any prayer requests, yeah. uh, if you'd like to share some thoughts about the Drive Time program or mm-hmm. questions you might have that are yep. very uppermost in your thoughts, uh, uh, or anything that's of interest, uh, please do text us on 048880811. That's 048880811. All right, let's pray. Mm. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to come into your studio, into each one of your precious children's lounge rooms, uh, cars, uh, Lord, uh, workplaces, wherever we happen to be. Uh, and just be reminded of your goodness, of the fact that you are indeed on a rescue mission for each one of us. Uh, Lord, oh, how good it is to know that Cleo is safe. Amen. She's home. And one day soon, uh, Lord, we know that when we're with you, we're safe, but also there's a day coming when we'll be home, mm. home forever, home with you, home for good. So, Father, thank you for hearing our prayer. Please uh, uh, be with us in this uh, program and and help us, Lord, to share some things which will be of great relevance yeah. uh, to the times in which we're living today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Mm. All right. Well, hey, dear listener, I've got this great book for you before we continue on. It's called Hope When the World Falls Apart. Uh, you know, we're talking about environmentalism. We're talking about the future of the world uh, and uh, ensuring that it is preserved and is kept as pristine uh, and uh, in its best order for as long as we possibly can. It is our home, this this uh, beautiful jeweled orb that 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 this sphere that just uh, <clears throat> that hangs in space, yeah. uh, and uh, there is there's no other place that we can call home. Uh, in terms of a planet other than one that we're on at the present time. And so mm. we really need to take good care of it. And so great book <clears throat> that uh, is very much in keeping uh, with uh, uh, with the hope that we need at this time, hope when the world falls apart. So if you'd like to get today's offer, all you need to do is to text the code word SA23. Mm. That's SA, capital S, capital A, like South Australia, 
23. And you text that to 0488-808-11. What's going to happen then is the Faith FM uh, giveaway bot uh, will reply asking for your details. So text the code word SA23 to uh, uh, 0488-808-11. Double one. Well, I think Fabiano, it's time for a for a song, a little bit of uh, uh, musical inspiration before yes. we uh, carry on, and uh, we're going to be playing for you a a lovely uh, song. Uh, this uh, is my father's world. Wonderful. This is my father's world, and to my listening. Nature sings and brownie rings The music of the spheres This is my Father's world I rest me in the thought Of rocks and trees Of skies and seas His hand the wonders wrought This is my father's world The birds their carols raise The morning light, the lily white Declare their maker's praise This is my father's world He shines in all that's fair In the rustling grass I can hear him pass He speaks to me everywhere This is my father's world Oh, let me ne'er forget That though the wrong seems oft so strong God is the Possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back, listeners. It's uh, great to be back with you again. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with Hugh Heenan, and uh, our co-host, our presenter for today, is Fabiano Niankuru. Uh, this week's theme, as we we're mentioning before, is the Bible, the Church. And the environment. And some people might not realize that those three things really do interact with each other. They do connect. Uh, And today's related topic to that uh, is that of could vegetarianism benefit the environment? (laughs) 
<laughs> Interesting and intriguing question. Could vegetarianism benefit the environment? What do you think, uh, Fabiano? Uh, uh, will uh, vegetarianism, can vegeta- vegetarianism benefit the environment? Yeah, no, I, I do think that um, definitely the choices that we make regarding what we eat does have some, um, yeah, impact. Um, on, on, onto the planet and and I would like to actually explain that and uh, let me also confess first and foremost that uh, I'm not a scientist and uh, I'm not an envir- environmentalist as you know those who you know dig deep and study into these things I'm just yeah uh, a pastor and that's it <laughs> just uh, serving in two churches really I, I read more of the Bible than the newspaper and then everything and everything else and so but when I was assigned uh, this topic I did a little bit of reading so uh, I hope and pray that uh, everything that I share will be as scientifically uh, correct as it, sh- as it should be. And, and I am convinced, you know, that what I'm sharing is actually genuine because I got this from credible resources. So, <laughs> but uh, let me share this. Uh, first of all, this is coming from a, uh, a website. Um, that is titled downtoearth.org, uh, and uh, they, you know, they, they're actually quoting a number of resources, some from the um, the UN, uh, some from the uh, World uh, Health Organization, and and many others. And uh, this is what they have to say, and I'm quoting. Uh, the website is downtoearth.org, but here's what they're saying. In, in its 2006 report, the United Nations said, uh, raising animals for food generates more greenhouse gases than all the cars and trucks in the world combined. Now that is a big statement when you think mm, about it. That is. If, uh, if truly the, you know, raising animals for food generates more you know co2 you know into the atmosphere if uh, that means you know that is contributing to the climate issues that uh, we are faced with today and right now we have been you know bombarded with news about what's happening in, in glasgow i believe that's how you pronounce it and uh, the world leaders have gone there to wrestle with this same issue not long ago a documentary now uh, titled uh, the 11th hour uh, was uh, produced and um, uh, one of the uh, popular and famous uh, uh, actor i believe his name is uh, Leonardo or something like that. Now you can tell that I don't watch, uh, films. DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's the one. And okay. so, uh, <laughs> the one who acted in the movie Titanic. Right. <laughs> so yes. he was the, um, he was the host. I didn't, I didn't think he survived that, Fabio. Oh, right. I, I don't <laughs> didn't know. Did he drown? <laughs> he did drown. <laughs> he came back. Okay. <laughs> he probably, you know, we, we probably need to interview him and ask him how he came back to life. Yeah. <laughs> that he'll be waiting for the second coming. Right. Uh, so, um, but, you know, he was the host of the, of this documentary and all the scientists, if I could just summarize what they were saying is that something is wrong with this planet. And unfortunately, they were looking for a solution in the wrong place. They said, Hey, we have to fix it. Now, in what we will be sharing, yes, there will be an element that we have to do something, but ultimately, God is the one who can bring about the solution, uh, to the issues of this planet. But, um, 
but yeah this is staggering this is amazing this is this is this is a huge statement to say that raising animal food uh, you know generates more greenhouses uh, greenhouse gases i should say than all the cars and trucks in the world combined in fact i you know, like I said, I'm not a scientist. So when I read that, I said, Hey, what are greenhouse gases? <laughs> so I went to Google and wanted to learn a bit more. So I mean, for anyone else who might be wondering, what is that? Uh, because this is not that this is not the mundane language that we use. And so, but uh, here it is. You know, uh, I found another credible resource. This was the NASA. Uh, um, children website <laughs> so uh, you can expect that things will be made much simpler there <laughs> so they say that um, first of all greenhouse gases are a good thing uh, without them our planet will be too cold and life as we know it would not exist uh, but then a few lines down the line it says but there can be too much of a good thing scientists are worried that human activities are adding too much of these gases to the atmosphere so okay so what is the consequence a few lines down it says hey too much cold too much of these causes temperatures to rise mm-hmm. so okay so now we understand that raising too much food for animals animals for consumptions actually uh, you know generates more greenhouses gases so this is not good now because it's going to make our climate more hotter and so um so something needs to be done there all right so as i looked more into this i came to this uh to this understanding let me know what you think pastor uh, 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 after you hear this um this summary first of all uh one single serving of beef you know how when you go to the to the restaurant people tend to offer uh, to to order beef and you know a few other things on the side so one single serving of beef ends up adding about 330 grams of carbon uh in the air and so that's like driving a car for 4.84 kilometers apparently Uh, i didn't do the math you know as i was researching other people did the math so compare this to a vegetarian diet which emits only 14 grams you know the the uh the beef uh Serving, it's 330 grams. A, uh, a uh, vegetarian diet is 14 grams. So there's a huge difference there. Uh, so, uh, this uh, individual says, uh, if you take lentils, you actually reduce that to two grams. <laughs> and so, uh, livestock, therefore, emits about the same amount of emissions as the transportation total. That is, your trucks, your cars, your, uh, what is it? The submarines and everything combined, you know, that is a huge quantity of, you know, uh, these um, gases that are being emitted into the air, which therefore, um, um, you know, ends up increasing the um, the temperature. Well, how do they do that? They apparently trap the heat um, uh, underneath the um, the ozone layer, so then the temperature increases. Uh, and then we start getting all these um, high temperatures. So I, I, I think, therefore, our decisions of what we eat can make a difference, you know, can make a huge impact. You know, if one serving of beef 
you know, emits about 330 grams of, uh, of carbon in the air comparing to a vegetarian diet, which only emits about 14 grams or two grams if you are eating lentils. You know, there's a, there's a huge difference there. And so I think, uh, to answer that question directly, I think a vegetarian diet can, Benefit, or uh, you know, can have some uh, benefits, and uh, and uh, not only that, it can maybe help in reducing the, some of these uh, climate issues that we are that we are facing today. Uh, there was another uh, video clip actually that was um, um, shared by the uh, uh, the organization called Economists. <laughs> I didn't know there was such an organization, but anyway, so in this video clip, they actually said, "Hey, the." Biggest contributor to these uh, emissions is actually the cow industry. <laughs> Did you say the cow or the cow? The cow, the cow, the, the cow, cow industry. industry. That's yes, right. Yes. Apparently, the um, most of the uh, what do we call them? These uh, forests. The um, there's a technical term for it. Actually, I just forgot it, what what it, what it is. But um, for example, like in the Amazon, like a rainforest. Yeah, yeah, the rainforest. That's right. right. Okay. Um, I think that's the term they use. Apparently, most of them are being cut down just to make space for cows. You know, mm. to 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 pretty much uh, you know provide you know the food that is necessary to you know uh, for these cows to you know grow and produce and mass produce and mm. all of that. And so they said actually the deforestation. All around the world, put together, would uh, would be about the size of the continent of Africa, and and they're saying that uh, yeah, it, it's huge, and all of that is because mankind is consuming more meat today than ever before, and um, yeah, so I think therefore, you know, when you look at it that way, knowing that there's a lot of meat consumption today, and most of most of most of this uh, meat. Uh, that uh, that um, you know that is being I guess uh, uh, sold in the markets are coming, but having left having I guess having uh, let me let me find an easier way to put it. So 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 by getting all these meats in our stores um, and by the population consuming lots and lots of meat today, um, there's a there's a there's a cost that we have to pay because mm-hmm. there's a deforestation that needs to take place in order to you know i guess provide the land and the feed the feed that that is needed for the for these cows there's a lot of uh chemicals that that is needed in order to keep them healthy and have them grow quickly because you know there's a lot that's that you know the demand is actually pretty high Mm. and uh and as a result too uh, these cows are actually emitting a lot of gases bad harmful gases to our what do you call it uh, our our atmosphere oh phew i thought you were gonna say nostrils there for a second (laughs) (laughs) these gases and so i think therefore you know we could definitely argue the point that um yeah a vegetarian diet you know does have some benefits and it can reduce uh, some of this carbon footprint and so I, I I think that's definitely uh, that's something to think about yeah, yeah. yeah so it's not only an intriguing question there's actually some depth to it so uh, from right. what from what I understand you to be saying then Fabiano um, you're suggesting and this is uh, based upon credible sources as you yes, as yes. You've outlined and mm. not just um, a few, but multiple yeah, yeah. sources, multiple sources uh, that's right. in actual fact, point of fact, uh, over many decades now, this has mm. been studied, right? So, but yeah. what I understand you to be saying yes. is that uh, essentially, the more 
meat that uh, that we eat, and there is a growing demand, and yes. particularly as middle incomes rise around the world. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the more that this happens, then yeah. of course <clears throat> the more livestock's going to need to be uh, slaughtered. Yes. And uh, but also before that, we even get to that stage, it has to be reared. That's right. Uh, and uh, that requires a whole lot of land. That's right. A whole lot of water. Yes. Uh, it, it requires deforestation, as you're pointing yes. out as well. That's right. Uh, which means that uh, those things that, that best offset mm. uh, our carbon footprint, you know, trees that breathe right. out oxygen and take That's in right. the carbon, That's right. carbon dioxide at least, That's right. um, that, uh, that this is all just one big ripple effect that comes yes. from an ever-expanding exactly. uh, livestock industry. That's right. Uh, and this, so this is actually quite fascinating. So, uh, And what you're also suggesting then is that, um, that due to flatulence, let me just yes. put it out there, uh-huh. um, as, as more and more uh, cattle or bovine are out there, that yep. they're actually then um, – uh, emitting more and more methane. That's right. Um, and so if there's any kids listening, yes, you can have a giggle if you wish. Uh, <laughs> and and other greenhouse gases, and then this produces mountains of exactly. physical waste. Yes. Um, uh, but Even also, the oceans. Uh, the, the, the oceans yeah. apparently are being uh, are affected because the waste that is produced by these uh, cattle industries, have they end up in the oceans. Yes. And so ultimately. That's, yeah, ultimately. Yeah, that's yes. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and so then, in turn, that's then adding to the greenhouse gas mm-hmm. issue. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's, that's heating up the planet. And that in itself contributes yes. uh, in a disproportionate way from, from, from what I'm hearing you say. Oh, yes. To oh, yes. Uh, climate change. That's right. That's so, right. So is that a correct understanding? I believe that's a correct yeah. understanding. So the question yeah. I guess yeah. I, I would have then, I guess probably some of our listeners would have is, hey, the theme was – um, you know, the Bible, yes, Christianity, exactly, and the environment, yes. So, how does everything we've just been talking about now, in terms of exactly. a vegetarian diet and what mm. we put on our plate mm. and affecting the planet, how mm. does it actually stem from or interact with the Bible? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, may, may, maybe just before I uh, share a few Bible texts, uh, I'd like to just, <laughs> I guess, point out that. Um, in Revelation chapter 11, uh, verse 18, uh, the Bible says that God will destroy those who destroy the earth. Now, why is that verse there? I believe that God is, um, God created everything and, uh, He, uh, would not want us to, um, misuse, uh, or destroy the things, the things of nature, the things that he has created. Uh, and there is a strong warning there. Um, and in fact, when you look at the Bible, throughout the Bible, throughout the Old Testament, you find that um, um, God was worried about what mankind was continually doing um, um, uh, uh, because, because whatever mankind would do would actually ultimately impact the earth as well. Um, um, so what we do does have serious, serious ramifications and God is not, um, in favor of us just, I guess, uh, doing whatever we like to this planet. It's his planet ultimately. And what I wanted to share before I, I, I get into, I guess, some Bible text is that, um, when we, when I look, when I studied this, uh, yeah, it actually got me to think. Now I am a vegetarian, but, uh, um, I have never, I guess, Read and 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 looked at some of the uh, impact that I guess it uh, meat, um, meat eating leaves you know behind, and I went to the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, and there's a document there. That <laughs> it just and this was uh, published in 2006, 
and uh, they highlight that truly that uh, maybe if I could just quote even their own words it says here according to the new report published by the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization the livestock sector generates more greenhouses this is where the other resource was quoting uh, as measured in CO2 equivalent to 18% than transport it is also a major source of land and water degradation and that was yeah quite staggering and then um you know, you can, you can, you can read on, but then they also got to say that, hey, by 2050, um, that, uh, they were projecting that, uh, the population would, uh, maybe reach, uh, what was it? Um, I should have written this, but I just, I just, I guess, observed what I was reading and I, and I didn't, I guess, take much notes, but, but the population will skyrocket. Let's put it that way. Mm. And they were projecting that uh, meat consumption as well would uh, more than double. Mm. And if that's true, then, or if that was to happen, then guess what would happen to the uh, emissions that will be let out into the air? You know, the methane and everything. Um, you, truly, um, they were raising an alarm as back as, you know, well, Far back, more than, uh, 2006, yes, this is when, when this was published, but even before 2006, uh, there was, um, there was a lot of studies that were being done just to, I guess, try to tackle this issue. Um, so truly, this is an issue that is being raised not only by, I guess, a few voices out there, but even the Food and Ag- Agriculture um, Organization of the United Nations uh, has also indicated that this is an issue that we need to be worried about. And so, um, yes, well, how does the Bible fit into this? Well, Let's go right from the very beginning. Let's go back to Genesis, uh, the book of beginnings, Genesis chapter 2, uh, verse 15. Notice here in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, what the Bible has to say. Uh, it says, Then the Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Other translations would use the word, rather than tend, they'll use the word to work. Um, and so when you look at the Hebrew word that is used, the original, uh, as we would understand it, um, the original text there, uh, you can get the following, I guess, translations work or take care of, uh, or even serve or preserve. So, uh, in a sense, God gave this, uh, this garden, this, this earth, we could even say because they were the only two first, you know, couple and, you know, they were the only ones who were, I guess, told, uh, right there in the beginning to, uh, subdue and to rule over, you know, uh, this earth. And so, but they were given this injunction that they need to preserve, to take care of it, to work, you know, keep it together. And so we see right then, you know, from the very beginning that that was God's, um, or should we say God's uh, God's will? And then you come back to Genesis one twenty nine. We find that God actually had also prescribed the best diet for mankind. And uh, the saying goes like this: the uh, car manufacturer knows what best fuel to put into the car. And so God, who created the human machinery, knows what is the best, uh, you know, diet for this human body. We find there in Genesis 1.29, God saying, uh, well, Moses wrote, Then God said, I give you, and here God is speaking to the very first uh, couple, very first humans, uh, Adam and Eve. 
um, they created, they were created on the sixth day. Then so God gives them this command. I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. So this was the diet, the original diet given to mankind. And God knew that this would be the best for them, you know, to give them strength, vigor, uh, to, to satisfy their, um, their, what do we call this, uh, the test buds, <laughs> and uh, to truly give them, you know, the fiber, the everything, the carbohydrates, everything was in that original diet. Mm-hmm. And um, so in a sense, we have grains, fruits, nuts, and you know, composing the original diet. Uh, but later on, uh, when sin entered the, uh, the earth, uh, because of now, you know, the degradation of soil, the plants have been affected. And so maybe somehow the original diet needed to have, uh, s- some, some additions. And we read there, uh, in Genesis, uh, 3.18 that God then gave mankind uh, the leafy, uh, plants. Uh, so vegetables are added in, in, in the list. But hey, if we just stick to the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, we find that that is God's original diet. Uh, mm. it was living things, plants. Uh, you know, I've heard this statement, um, before life gives, life begets life. Life gives, you know, uh, or life brings life. That science there to say that if you eat the, 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 the living, the living, um, plants, hey, you reap all these benefits, all the nutrients, all the, uh, you know, all the good stuff. And so that was the original diet. And so I would say, therefore, maybe to answer the question, um, could a vegetarian, uh, or could vegetarianism benefit the environment? I'll say certainly yes, because even God from the very beginning had prescribed a vegetarian diet to our first uh, parents. And so that's how I would answer that. But obviously I've got more verses to share, but I'm sure you do. And, and that's, that's a, that's a very uh, interesting and important way to begin. I think uh, yeah. the way you've, you've uh, from the outset opened mm. this up for us, because Fabiano, you, I guess what you've, you've revealed then is that, uh, from the beginning, there was an optimal diet, yes. one that was optimal for uh, for life, yes. and uh, that came before sin, that came before death, that came before right. any form of devastation or destruction to the planet, mm. uh, and that perhaps if our if our first parents and 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 we who followed, if if we had stuck as close as we could yes. to that plant based diet, yes. maybe that would be for the betterment of the planet. Is, right. is that essentially the bottom line of what we're, we're talking about yes. here? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So so death in one part of uh, of the overall um, bioorganism that is that is this biosphere called Earth, mm. in one part will affect every other part. That's and, right. And so we're seeing the magnification yes. of of death of destruction across the planet over time. Right. Now, does that mean, however, yes. that God is against anyone who isn't a vegetarian? Definitely not. In fact, we come to Genesis. Can I go to Genesis? Well, please do, yeah, right. because I think a lot of our listeners might yes. be thinking, hang yes. on a moment, is, is, is God for me or against me in this matter? What, what's, what's the deal here? Am, am I cut out of, am I cut out of uh, God's, God's plan if I'm not a vegetarian? Well, let, let me just say that there will be a lot of uh, meat eaters in heaven. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there will. <laughs> I believe there will. Uh, you know, um, let me put it this way. God's original diet is definitely the grains, the fruits, the nuts. Um, 
then uh, after sin entered the world, uh, sin, you know, had its own uh, effects upon the living things as well. Uh, we see God permitting now mankind to eat you know, other things like the leafy uh, vegetation and stuff like that. So we have now the vegetables and everything added to the diet. But then, once again, the world plunges deep into sin and uh, God comes to a man by the name of Noah who um, who was a God-fearing man and he tells him to build an ark because God was going to pretty much destroy this world by a flood. And that did happen. Scientifically, is proven. <laughs> Let me just say that. And so he does that. But he, before he destroys the, the world uh, uh, with a flood, he tells Noah to take seven clean animals. And I need to emphasize that. Seven clean animals with him uh, of every living thing. Uh, and then two unclean animals uh, into the boat, into the ark with him. Now, you may have the following question, what is clean and what is unclean and how do how, how could he distinguish? I'll simply say, go and read Leviticus chapter 11. That is Leviticus chapter 11. You find there God's classification of what is permissible to eat and what is not permissible to eat. So God tells him, so obviously Noah would have known because Leviticus comes well after. But anyways, uh, God tells him, take seven clean and two unclean animals. And so they go, they go into the ark and then God destroys the, you know, the world by the flood. After the flood, um, there was nothing. There was no vegetation upon the earth. So God brings in an emergency diet. Uh, he, he, he allows and permits that mankind, uh, you know, start eating meat. But he asks them to only eat that which is clean. Uh, and uh, not only that, uh, maybe Pastor Hugh, you can read the following text for us. Genesis uh, 7 Verse one and two. Uh, oh, you know, I was I was afraid you're going to say that actually, Fabio, because uh, sad to say, I, I thought that today I wouldn't bring in my physical Bible. I'd just work off my screen. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but uh, my computer yep, just yep, crashed. Yep. Would you oh, believe? Literally oh. crashed live on <laughs> at air. the wrong time. <laughs> I can read it. I can read okay. it. Yeah, this this just goes to prove, folks, that you know, uh, go back to the original. Amen. Amen. Hey, <laughs> it's useful. I won't get a notification on this one because no, you use a hard copy. <laughs> your, your your page is not going to freeze. I know that. That's right. So yeah. here, here it is. And, and I'm reading from the new, uh, from the King James, but please read from any other uh, translation that, uh, that you prefer. That's right. It says here, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thine house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female. But let me skip now to Genesis 9, 3 and 4. Uh, so this is now after the flood. It says, uh, every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. That is food for you. Even as the green herb, uh, so the, the vegetation, have I given you all the, all things, but flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, ye shall, sorry, shall ye not eat. So God permits that man can't eat meat. From the clean category, but but then also mankind is told, hey, don't eat meat with blood um, in it. And so, what, what? How can we summarize all this? To begin with, God gives mankind uh, the preferable diet, the best diet, um, and I still believe it is still the best even today. And then, um, because of sin. Uh, 
God permits mankind to add vegetables on top of that. But because mankind plunges even deeper into sin, God has to wipe this planet, you know, and, and, and destroy everything, you know, start again with this one God-fearing family. But, 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 hey, they have to eat. So they had taken some animals on board. So God says, okay, you can eat now. You are permitted to eat meat, but eat from the clean, uh, meat. But hey, don't eat meat with blood in it. I don't know if you've ever tested it. <laughs> it doesn't taste as good, I guess. <laughs> so, so, so there is an original diet and it's a vegetarian diet, if I can put it that way. Um, or we could even say it's a vegan diet, but vegetarian diet also is preferable. And I believe that that would be the best and that would actually help us uh, in reducing the emissions. So in, in a nutshell, I wish we could go on and on, but in a nutshell, I would say, just like Paul said in First Corinthians six nineteen to 20, Glorify God in your body. That's an appeal to, mm. you know, to anyone listening. Meat, eating meat is not a sin. God has permitted it. God will not permit anything that is sinful, that is bad. Um, um, well, let me qualify that word. That is, um, that would destroy us. It may not mm. be the best, but because of the situation in which we're in, God has permitted it. So eating meat is not a sin. However, let us just understand that there are serious ramifications mm. onto this. And maybe after the break, I'll share the, um, you know, some of the, uh, interesting insights that we see in the, in the Bible as these, uh, uh new dietary laws are adopted. What ends up happening to the ages of mankind? You, you find it to be quite interesting. Mm. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Fabiano. So we'll now come to a break, and what we're going to just play for you now is a beautiful song uh-huh. for the beauty of the earth. Amen. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
here at Faith FM. You've probably heard my voice before in ads on programs like Why I Believe, answering the phone in program intros, you name it. I'm often the fill in the gaps guy here at Faith FM. You know, I've been really blessed to see how God has used Faith FM to fill the gaps in the lives of people around Australia. And I'd like to invite you to support your station in sharing the gospel. Whatever you can share with us makes a huge difference in enabling us to reach more people with better content every single day. You can go to faithfm.com.au forward slash donate or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM to see how you can make a difference. Well, welcome back, folks, to uh, Drive Time, big Q&A here in uh, uh, the beautiful city of Adelaide. Uh, that's where we're coming to you for, from uh, for today. And uh, today's offer, by the way, uh, that we mentioned to you before is a great book. It's really in keeping with what we've been talking about here uh, on today's program, and that's with relationship to the Bible, the church and the environment, the state of the world and the planet, and uh, really combating uh, the issues we face environmentally and ecologically uh, but also personally. And uh, so this book is called Hope When the World Falls Apart. And that's not just the physical world, but sometimes our own personal worlds uh, when they uh, take a real rocking. So if you'd like uh, today's offer of uh, Hope When the World Falls Apart, all you need to do is text the code word SA23. Uh, that's capital S, capital A, 23. Uh, and uh, you have the Faith FM giveaway bot to reply asking for your details. Uh, and then, of course, you can supply those and receive the free offer. So text that code word SA23 uh, to 04-888-808-11. That's SA23 to 04-888-808-11. All right. Well, it is really wonderful to have Fabiona with us today. And Fabiona is taking us through this really interesting and intriguing topic of could vegetarianism benefit the environment, uh, and we're, we're following and tracing how this interacts with uh, what uh, God's ideal was in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, and what the Bible has to share in this matter. Uh, it's been really interesting, Fabiana, to hear you sharing how that uh, God had an ideal that was best for us and best for the planet, <clears throat> and so it's not just benefiting the planet, it's actually benefiting our health as well, uh, and uh, possibly, one could say, benefiting uh, animals, because right. some of them probably won't end up on our plate, uh, <laughs> others of them will end up as pets, and still others will be ones that we, we like to watch on documentaries or get up close to at different times. Mm. Uh, but uh, whatever the case happens to be, uh, there is great benefits, it would seem, biblically, yes. scientifically, and in the real world, in real terms, for us and mm. for the planet, if we were to adopt a more plant-based diet. Yes. Um, and you're going to take us through just now uh, some other insights where this is concerned. That's right. Um, you know, the Bible presents... A many many stories. The Bible presents stories to us of people like Daniel and and uh, his uh, Hebrew friends, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all according to the Hebrew names uh, Mishael, Azariah, and Hananiah, um, and uh, how 
they chose um, to have a simple vegetarian diet and water as a, as a drink, and uh, and how they were considered to be wise, and how they gained uh, clarity of mind uh, for um, you know because they chose to have a simple diet. Obviously, God blessed their choices there uh, because they were choosing to take care of their body and to honor and to glorify God by the decisions that they were making. But definitely, their 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 diet was. Um, uh, very important, uh, especially uh, because they, they they knew that they had to go through a number of tests and they had to pres- to represent God best, and so their choice of diet was very important. And we can learn lessons from that. Uh, we see uh, a correlation between men's diet and and uh, men's lifespan in the Bible as well. For example, Adam who uh, would have had a, let's say, you know, a vegan diet. Let's put it that way, because he would have eaten, you know, fruits, nuts, and um, and grains. Uh, he lived up to nine hundred and thirty years. That is nine hundred. Let me score that once again. Nine hundred and thirty years. Seth lived 912, Enos lived 905. So mankind lived on average 912 years. But uh, you fast forward after the flood, you know, you see a dramatic change in diet as well as in the lifespan as well. Uh, so mankind's lifespan dropped to an average of 312. That's a dramatic change. Uh, the emergency diet, aka meat, you know, brought most issues. Uh, and, and diseases, um, as well. And, uh, scientists have been de- documenting this for quite some time as well. So, I guess, coming back to the issue and the question which we are answering, uh, can vegetarianism have any benefits to our environment? I'll say definitely yes. Uh, we've seen the, or at least heard, rather, I should say, the analysis at the very beginning that uh, was put together by a number of researchers to say that truly, uh, you know, the animal diet uh, contributes uh, significantly to the emissions that are let out into the air. And that is contributing also significantly to the climate issues uh, that uh, that we hear about uh, uh, often. And um, uh, they also calculated that if the whole world adopted a vegan or at least a vegetarian diet, that apparently we could cut the emissions by half, uh, by, you know, by 50%. And so Fabiano, just on that, yeah. does that mean that we have to just go cold turkey and become a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, warmed up towards, uh, towards, I don't know, a corn cake or something? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, just being, that's a little bit facetious. But, but, um, that if we become a little less inclined towards uh, a meat-based diet, mm. become more towards it's a plant-based diet. It's more like a spectrum, right? That's so right. That, so the more we move towards it, yes, uh, and the less that we have on our plate that's that's animal protein. That's right. Until eventually, what's on the plate sort of falls off. Yeah. You know, but but we have more and more plant-based on the plate. Uh-huh. Um, then that's going to benefit the planet as well. So we don't oh, actually have to become vegetarian no, to benefit no. the planet. But if we become more plant-based, we can as well. Yes. Is that yes. true to say? Uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to look at it. Right. I think um, you know it was suggested that uh, if you eat meat, let's say every single day. 
<laughs> that's uh, that's uh, that's probably an extreme. Oh, wow. That's probably, but but, but you're moving but, from being an omnivore to a carnivore. <laughs> that's carnivore that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But but surprisingly, there are people with that with that mindset. Right. Uh, you never know. There might be people who eat meat every day. But anyways, but let's it say it could be the occasional yeah. one on the Ekans diet. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. But they, but they 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 were suggesting these are researchers. They were suggesting that even if you just had. Uh, you know that uh, uh, beef serving that you normally get from a restaurant. If you just had that once a month, that your impact uh, uh, will be huge. It will be significant. So you don't mm. have to give up meat altogether. I see. Um, it, it's more of a you know adjusting, uh, adjusting. Um, I guess uh, what's the best word is reducing, Mod- modifying, uh, modifying yeah. pretty much your your your, your meat intake, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 that I think will be if you start doing that, you'll be heading in the right direction, and you'll be helping the pa- the planet as well. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. As well as helping yeah. yourself, exactly. So your yes. health will improve 100%. too. Because yep. I'm, I'm guessing that with that list that you shared with us before yeah. of of man before the flood, that's right. That that they were not just living longer lives. That's that, right. that was also an indicator that they were they were yes. living more vitalized yes. lives as that's well. Right. That's right. healthier mm. lives. Mm. Okay, yeah. so so this would actually be beneficial to, to oh, yes. you and to me oh, yes. as well as every one of our listeners yes. if we continue in our case on a, on a vegetarian trajectory. Mm. Mm. Uh, but if if anyone wanted to just simply benefit themselves and and the planet and others, yes. they can certainly uh, eat more plants, less That's right. meat. That's right. Great. And and, and, and I, I would Simple like and to, easy to do right? exactly. I like yeah. to just. I guess putting a little plug here to say that, uh, you know, as Seventh-day Adventists, we have this uh, acronym, New Start. Mm. And I would like to highly recommend that you go and search and read about it as well as you think about this topic. Because, you know, for you as an individual, it's not just the diet, but it's also these other things as well. But but today we are focusing on diet because that's, you know, that's in line with the topic for today. And, and to close, even at the Glasgow meeting uh, or uh, the COP26 uh, uh, conferences, they also took diet seriously. So, hey, think about that. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so uh, it just goes to show again that the Bible yes. uh, was so far ahead. Yes. And science, once Amen. again, is catching up to the Bible. Amen. We shouldn't You're be right. surprised. No, shouldn't we be. We shouldn't be surprised. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. God is a great designer and he's got our best in mind, hasn't he? Praise God, yeah. yes. All right, well, to finish our program for today, we're going to close with this beautiful song by Eddie Espinosa, Change My Heart, Oh God. It's a favorite of ours here at uh, Drive Time BQ&A, and yes. uh, we hope that you enjoy it. God bless. Amen. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. You are the This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.